verse 11. Okay, um, let me read a couple of verses up till, you all, till we all find it. Second uh, Peter chapter 1, verse, uh, what does verse 4 say? Verse, uh, ver okay, I don't want to read the whole chapter. Grace and peace, uh, verse 2, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ. Now, something multiply <coughs> grace and peace because we're living in the days of grace. So you can get multiplied grace now. Okay, you know what it means to multiply. We know multi multiplication, addition, subtract, right? You know, you're, uh, some of your teachers, you're very smart. And the next verse says, according as is divine power had given unto us all things. Notice there, read it closely. Has given us all things that pertain unto one life, that's eternal life, godliness through, how do you get it? Through the knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue. So where are we called to? Where are we called to? You're called to glory and virtue. So if you miss that, see, and the devil wants you not to get there. You're called to glory and virtue. How do you get there? Okay, you, you're called for that. This is what you have to have. And the devil's duty is to blind you and stop you so you don't know. And you don't even think it's important. So you, you get uh, caught up into things that sidetrack you and distract you. Okay, and when you should be uh, seeking out these things that, that would put you in the kingdom, you, you, you sidetrack and you focus in all day. You sit down, you talk about it. You wake up, you dream in the middle of the night, these things crowd you. And instead of making the changes in your life so you can stand perfect and complete before the Son of God, he distracts you, sidetracks you. Very easy. See? And uh, deception is the game of the devil. And he plays that game to keep you. And everybody that misses God is because they were deceived. The devil deceived them and won. Okay? He plays the game with you and he won. You made a wrong move. And that's why you have to have ministers of the gospel to guide you and say, don't go over that side. Don't do that. Don't move that. Okay, thing. Don't go there. But he said, no, I can go there. I know what I'm doing. Then you're in trouble. That means you didn't need a minister. God didn't have to send pastors. You have your own pastors or you can select your own pastors or your teachers or your pastors. You choose them. You see? There, there's not a church can ever choose their pastor and win. No one. It has to be God who knows the hearts of all men. So look at this scripture, according as the divine power uh, had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of the what? You got to have it. What's, what is knowledge? You know. You have to know. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You have to have it. Somebody has to stand and teach you and break the Bible down. Now, if all you have to do is to quote and memorize the whole Bible. If that's all you have to do. Is memorize scripture after scripture. Well anybody could do that. You would not need a teacher. Because just go tell you to memorize the Bible. But you need a teacher who understands this now. What the readers. He's got to break that down for you. Rightly dividing the word of truth. And it's not just quoting scriptures. You can quote a dozen. You can quote the whole book. Okay from Genesis to Revelation. And yet you don't understand God. You don't know the mind of God. It has to be explained. Broken down. To get the mind of God. Where, whereby is. Um, verse 4 is it? Verse 3? Where am I now? Verse 4. Whereby are given unto us. Exceeding great and precious promises. See something is given. But you have to know it's given. Whereby are given unto us. Exceeding great and precious promises. Promises that by these, by these exceeding great and precious promises, 
we might be partakers of what? Oh, my goodness. Do you see the nature now that you have to change? Uh, you, you were born with an Adamic, first Adamic nature, a carnal nature. Okay? The nature of wrath. We were, uh, as others, children, Ephesians 2, children of wrath, even as others. But now, sister lady, something has to be changing you. How do you do that? You can't, your mama can't do that. Your papa can't do that. But you have to find a man of God, a church, that can get in your spirit because you might have a strong spirit. And if your spirit is stronger than the pastor, you're in trouble. If the church is stronger than the pastor, the pastor is just weak. You don't have a church. It's like the military. If the military is weak, okay, the commander is weak, the president is weak, or whoever is weak, the country is weak, what happened? Eh? Overturned. See? So uh, you've got to have someone that is going to bring you to a knowledge of God. And it's not a game. It's a war. Because he's got to wrestle you away from the powers of darkness. And bring you to God. And you might not want to come. You dig your healing. And you say, I'm not going any further. You can't make me do it. And you just walk away and leave it. You can do that in the church age. But that puts you in the kingdom are before the throne of God where you cannot do that. See, it puts you, that's why you have the church, grace, and then you have the kingdom, which is the judgment. Okay, so right now, we can judge ourselves in the church. When you hear the word of God, you say, Lord, I'm sorry. Please forgive me, Lord. You offend your brothers or your sisters, you ask forgiveness, and you make changes in the church. The church is the only place you can make the changes. You cannot make the changes in the kingdom. Okay? The kingdom is judgment. But grace is given unto us. Here's what it says. Grace. Where was it? For we are given unto us exceeding great and look at that. Given exceeding great and precious promises. That by these you might be partakers of. That means you partake of the nature of God. So right now, when we, before we came to Christ, we were partakers of, we were born with it, the Adamic nature. But you have to change that nature. And a lot of us don't want to give it up. We want the same nature. That's why we come to church and we have the same nature. Nobody talked to me. Nobody changed me. I know what I'm doing. And if the pastor ever dare say a word to you, oh my goodness, you sting out, you launch out. Don't say nothing at all. Preach what I like. But if he preach what you like, you're lost. He's not supposed to preach what you like. He preach what God tells him, what the word of God says. And the word of God says you've got to have the divine nature of God. How do you get it? Lose that old nature. You have to lose who you are. Unless you can lose who you are, your own uh, self-worth and who I am. You're lost. And nobody ever tell you the truth, don't you? And the first one that tells you and make you realize who you are, you can, you can get upset. And you can get pretty mad at that. Well, and you have the freedom in the, king, in the church age to do. Don't read your Bible. Don't pray. That's your freedom. But what you sow, you reap. You're not going to sow to the flesh and reap spiritual things. And nobody fool God. Nobody fool God. So this is a powerful verse right there. You see, uh, it partakers of his divine nature, having escaped. No, how do you escape it? Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So you have to escape the corruption what you were born with in the world through lust and take on another nature. The divine nature of God. And, and, and Peter tells us what it is. In verse, uh, verse 5, he says, uh, in verse 5, and besides it, beside what? Beside, after all that I've told you before, beside this, let's go on further in God. Let's find out some more things with God. Giving all diligence. Now, let me tell you something. If, if, if you're distracted with something else, is that all diligence? You're taken up on your focus with something else and you spend your all time on something else. Okay? You're being distracted. 
But the Bible said, let your full attention, your full focus be on the word of God, what I'm telling you, Peter says. Giving all diligence. Uh, how many of us do that? We sidetrack. As soon as service is over, we go on to something else. The football or some sports. I'm just using that. Some, maybe something else. But we are supposed to give all diligence. Had, and by that now. By this now. What are you going to do? So you're going to get do some math. You're going to do some math. What do you do? Somebody said, oh, I have faith. Have you ever somebody said, but I've got faith and they stay right there. Okay, faith, faith, faith. I've got faith. It's more than that. You're supposed to add something to your faith. Virtue. Look at that. And when you get there, keep going. You had knowledge. And then verse 6. And decide this. And verse 6. And to knowledge, your temperate. Temperance. You know a person that... Uh, uh, temperance, temperate, is it? Help me. They're self-controlled. But when your tongue goes a mile a minute, or maybe five miles, depends on your mind and you're all over the place. And you don't focus on the word of God. But you focus on everything that goes on. And you can't see what God is doing. No matter what God's doing, you don't talk about that. But you talk about something else. So what are you doing? Huh? You're not temperate in all things. Okay, you have to have self-control. When somebody come to you and try to give you a push on the other side, get you off the track, you have self-control. You're not spinning and all like that on your your is is a right. Tell me something more. You're not giddy, but you're grounded. You're stable, rooted in Christ, and you're here to build a church. You're not here because of anybody's good looks, and you don't have a man. Or a woman, a personality, a front. Only Jesus Christ. Whenever you put somebody before Christ, you're in trouble. That's why people go off the limb. Huh? They put uh, uh, personality before. Oh my God. No, oh my pastor. No, don't even put your pastor up. Love your pastor, but obey. But don't, what he said from the word of God, but don't put him above Jesus. Nobody should take the place of Christ. And this is beautiful. To knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience. Oh, you have to be patient. If somebody here come, you know, suddenly they do something. They don't even pray about it. Oh, I hear, I hear something. So you act on what you hear from somebody else. You don't even know that. Huh? Uh, 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 in the courts of law, you can't even go at a what, third, third party hearing. Huh? The judge won't even accept that. But the church does. The church does. Just tell me something and I believe it. Huh. Now, you don't understand how the devil, all of a sudden the devil throws something out, you believe it. And to knowledge temperance, and then the church, the pastor must very, can't say nothing. He's the weakest link. If he says something, see that? Control, pastor, handcuff the pastor. But God's going to break all of those spirits. And they're going to be men and women of God that's going to rise up and they're going to preach to the last man. You don't preach because somebody likes it. You don't preach to please the congregation. If red is red and white is white, just say it. Why are you compromising? If you're a sinner and living in sin, you're a sinner. There's no such thing as God is special. And you can sin and get away with it. And everybody else is charged. Or you can work iniquity and get away with it. No. A pastor's duty is to stop workers of iniquity. And he fights to the last man. And he doesn't care what the congregation thinks. He fights to defend the church. And that's what Jude says. And then Joshua, was it Joshua said, who's on the Lord's side? Whose side are you on? Huh? Whose side? Because without the church, you'll never arrive at the place of the knowledge and virtue of Jesus Christ. Let me go on. And to knowledge temperance. This is beautiful, isn't it? And to temperance patience. 
and to patience, godliness. Notice all these work that has to be done in your life. You, you, you go to school and you study for a uh, And you go for your BA and your MA. Huh? But look at, look at the degrees you got to have right here. And you might go how many years in school and you said, I've got so much subject now I need to complete my MA. But look at this, how much you have to do to complete your uh, D-N. What is that? Divine nature. That's what you have to do. And I'm trying to show you, I'm trying to show you what you have to do to complete your DN, your divine nature. Welcome. To, to complete the divine nature. And now, unto godliness, brotherly kindness. Where's the brotherly kindness? Where is it when I bite and devour you? Huh? And, and rip you apart. Huh? If I talk, if I talk anything behind your back, I'm guilty. Yes. Amen. That I couldn't tell you before your face. Right. I'm guilty. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever had a preacher for breakfast? Well, let me go on. And to godliness, brotherly love, brotherly kindness. And to bodily kindness, what? Charity. So you see where you end up in charity. Not wrath, not hatred, but the love of God. Somebody ought to shout now. Now it gets sweeter now, okay? You do all of that now, okay? Obtaining your degree. But look at the verse, verse 8 says. Read loud. If these things be in you. What? All that you've, the above. If it's being you, <coughs> and about, not, not, not just being you, you know, like it's in you, but abounding, overflowing. Anybody got that? So I need to preach to you then, don't I? Huh? If these things being you, and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren, you know, barren, doesn't mean a woman don't have a baby. It means you don't have nothing for God. You cannot produce for God. Because you're barren spiritually. Nor unfruitful. You got nothing but gossip. You have a trail of blood. Unfruitful. In what? The knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. When you get on your feet, you don't. there's no knowledge there. When you talk to somebody on the phone or where you are, wherever you go, there's nothing about God. It's all about somebody, something. Because you don't have the knowledge. Because it's what's in your heart going to come out. But when you have God in your heart, I was glad when he said unto me, let us go into the house of You're glad. Where is the joy and where is the God that you have in your heart? Talk about I'm so full of God. No, you're not. You need to sit down and examine yourself instead of gossiping. Verse 9. Notice that. But he that lack it, that means you don't have it. He that lack it, these things is blind. You, you remember the Laodicean? The Laodicean church? The poor, blind, wretched, miserable, naked. Look at it. Here's it right here. They're blind and cannot see afar off. They can't see the kingdom. They don't have the vision of Abraham who saw it afar off. And I'd forgotten, notice, I'd forgotten that he was purged from his old sin. Have you ever seen a person, they, 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 they forgot totally what was done for them. The time when they used to rejoice and love God, and now they don't remember. The time when they loved their pastor, they died for their pastor, they died for their church, and now they don't remember a thing. Huh? Have you ever seen that? I've been around the world, I've seen it. I've seen it. See, you can forget, you, you can forget God right in church. You can lose the word of God right in church. You go to church, but you get nothing. It's powerful. He that lacketh these things. You don't have it. You're broke. The Lord said, you say you're rich, but you're broke, poor, miserable, blind, and naked. And cannot see afar off. 
and had forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. That means you forgot where God brought you purged. And one time you shout, run the aisles, dance, love the church, but now you don't. What happened? Well, the pastor didn't need it. No, he did not. He did not. In your heart. Check your little heart. He did not. It's gossip you hear. You join the team of gossipers. But the pastor did. He did come. And even if the pastor did something, you ought to pray for him and love him. He's a man. Hmm? And I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about general. This is worldwide. You ought to forgive your pastor and pray for him and help him and love him and hold him up. Like those women in Romans chapter 16. Huh? Paul was in jail, but yet they stood up for Paul. Uh, we are uh, our brother's keeper. We bear one another's burden. We love one another. You love your church because the brother, let brotherly love continue because the, the devil is out to destroy your pastor so he can destroy you. That's all it's all about. He destroyed the pastor. He got you. That's all. Well, I can go to another church. I can go where? Where? Sure, you can go to another restaurant. Okay? But check the menu. That's all. Every restaurant is the same. No, they're not. But, verse 10. But you need to follow it because this is good. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give all, uh, give diligence to make, what do you have to do? You have to do it. Not the pastor, you. Not that brother, not that sister, but you have to uh, give all diligence to make your calling an election sure. Who has to do it? You. Don't blame the pastor and look at him all ugly and funny. It's you that have to do it. All diligence to make your calling an election sure. You make it sure by giving all diligence. Huh. For if you do these things, watch out, watch out. If you do these things, you shall never fall. Is, is that the last verse? No. But look at verse 11 now. Read verse 11. No, no, wait, slow down. Read verse 11. This, this is important now. With all of these that goes on up there. All of that that went on. Okay. And so I said glory, glory. And you stop at the first few, you know. I know you keep shouting there. But look how long the list is to get your DN. That's a divine nature. That to get the nature of God. I'm trying to show you how you get the nature of God. Does it sound like I'm going to get the nature of God when my tongue is longer than my mouth? Huh? I, I can't quit gossiping. I can't. I can't de get deliverance from that spirit. Hmm? I'm always caught up in gossips. I don't defend the church. I defend the gossipers. But when it's all over, my teacher used to said, "You look at who's still standing and preaching the word of God. It doesn't take away from the word of God. You can't stop it." And I said, "I can't stop you. Stop me." Nobody can stop me. I die preaching. That's all. Nobody can stop you. Nobody can stop you from loving God. If you feel the devil, the devil says, Oh, if you keep loving God, I'm going to, he cannot do nothing. Love God to the last breath. And tell the devil, I'll love God forever. And though God slay me, <laughs> yet I trust him. And that little girl, Esther, said, If I perish, I perish. And Ruth said to Naomi, don't try to get me to turn back. My mind's already made up. Wherever you die, I'm going to die. Your God's going to be my God. That's the kind of conviction that you've got to have. You cannot build a church with people with no conviction. When somebody comes to you with gossip and lies and all that, you stand right there and says, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, God. But you don't have those. Tell me more. It's tell me more. And it goes from one to the other. Are you coming over? So I can tell you some gossip. God. Huh? For so an entrance. Look, look at what's going to happen now. When you do all of that. 
Am I am I on track with you all? Are you listening? Huh? For so an entrance. After you've done all of that, somebody said, I came to an altar, that's all. I go to church, I pay my time. It's more than that. No, but somebody's been lying to you. Somebody's not telling you the truth. So when somebody come and tell you the truth, you get mad at them. An entrance has to be ministered. You know what, you know what an entrance is? You can't get in that university unless it's ministered to you. An entrance. You can't get in America unless it's, well, scrap that. It used to be very hard to get in. But you scrap that. For so an entrance shall be ministered. That's powerful. You know what I mean? Minister? But you know we read it very lightly. So an entrance shall be ministered. No, no. You got to stay there until you pass your course to get over into the kingdom. I'm going to show you. Read it. For so an entrance. Read it loud. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you. How? Abundantly. More and more overflowing. You don't even come to church. Okay? And you want to. You're, you're going to have an abundance of entrance. You hardly read the Bible. Who are you kidding? Are you outsmarting God? God don't have any brains? Huh? You think that's the way it works? And we spend our time de deceiving ourselves. And then we want to have a pastor. The Ipa pastors, because they have itching ears, they want a pastor to lie to them and say, Oh, you're wonderful sister. No, they're not. They're backsliders. They're wonderful, but no, they're not. They're backsliders. They need to repent. Or oh, tell them sweet words. No, no, no. Tell them that Jesus Christ will forgive you. An entrance has to be ministered unto you. In other words, you're going to have somebody that sit you down and tell you the truth. Okay, don't lie to you. Oh, sister, you're so wonderful. No, she's not. Brother, you're so wonderful. He might not be. So just tell him that. Like I was up in Las Vegas and this sister, I can't forget her this morning. Even this morning, she came in my mind. And we we're going through the door. You know the last thing she said to me? Pastor, you need to shine your shoes. I was bold. But you know that stuck with, I mean, I'm a, I'm a guy that likes to, to shine my shoes. But I was out all weekend with the one pair of shoes and, you know, it had some, yeah, walking all over and dust. And she looked at me. She never think that I had it on. I'm, I'm all the way from California. And she saw me going through the door and, and the same shoes I had on. And that little dust was on it. And she looked down and said, Pastor, you need to shine your shoes. But you know what that did for me? I'll never forget. Every time I pick up my shoes, I make sure I don't put on my shoes. I shine it off. Okay, what? What if she had a lie? And when I'm gone, she tell her husband that he need to shine his shoes. But she was right up front. What did she do? She was ministering unto me, shoe shine. Okay, so look what he did for me. I shine my shoe. You remember? You remember? She was bold about it. And so somebody has to tell you the truth so you can have an abundance of entrance in the kingdom of God. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly. Into what? No, notice where you go down. From the church, you go to the everlasting kingdom. So what am I, what am I preaching for today? Just for here? Just for now? No. But so that you will move on and be qualified to go into the everlasting kingdom of God. But you can't get in there by yourself. It has to be ministered to you. Have you ever somebody lied to the people? Oh, how many is going to go to heaven? They raise their hands. Okay? And they don't even know what heaven is. They're not even thinking about the things of God. It has to be ministered unto you, the kingdom. That means the next life. Okay, the next life, the coming age. You've got to have the qualification that I just showed you. Oh, you didn't know that? Or you, do you think that God just put it up there? Anything that God writes or puts, it's going to be so. I mean, when I, I, I'm not preaching that something that I didn't study or look at and it convict me myself. Huh? For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly. 
into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's an endless kingdom. Daniel 7 tells you. To get in there, it has to be ministered unto you. Where you come uh, and be qualified. You cannot get yourself ready. And everybody cannot get you ready. It takes a knowledge. I can quote scriptures and that will mean nothing to you. But break it down. That's what I'm trying to do right here. Verse 12. Wherefore. So Paul said, you know what negligence means? Huh? You know some careless? Huh? You don't care, you know, just negligent? Huh? Like a driving, and you don't care? Careless, reckless, negligent, you know, they have charges like that? Negligence. And the pastor that doesn't care for you, and he don't tell you the truth, he's negligent, so he's charged with negligence teaching. Running, uh, running the church negli neg neg negligence church. Somebody ought to help me. Okay, they, he's, he's pastoring, but he's not diligent. He's neglecting his duty. Okay, to tell the person you need to shine your shoes, preacher. Okay, so an entrance has to be ministered, and he cannot be negligent because he watch for your soul. He has to say, sister and brother, you need to get right with God. Otherwise, God, there's a charge. And Paul said he'd be guilty of blood. <clears throat> a charge against him. His negligence to tell you. Watch out for false prophets and seducing spirits. He would be negligent if he doesn't tell you. Watch out for that train. Look out for that reckless driver. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though ye know them. Oh, I already know it. Yeah, Paul says, uh, Peter said, yeah, I know you know it, but I'm going to remind you. Amen. What a teacher. What a teacher. Though you, though ye know them, and be established in what? The present truth. What if I ask you, listen, everybody look at me. Look at me. You've been going to church. What if I ask you what is the present truth right now? Tell me. What is the present? Don't, don't raise your hands. Never mind. The present truth. How many knows? Hmm? Maybe some might say COVID. That's not the present truth. Okay. Oh, we need to get uh, rich. That's not the present truth. The present truth is what God is doing today, right now. Not what he did a year ago, but right now. Where is God right now? Tell me. The present truth. The right now word. The right now word that came from Jesus. That's powerful. Well, I go back and my grandfather did it. I discharged did this and read this, this 10 years ago. That's not necessarily mean the present truth. God move on. You see what? Do you know what happened when they store up manna for the next day? Manna? What happened? Anybody knows? It decays. Smells. They use it for that day and they move on. But you've got to have the right now word, the present truth right now. What God's doing right now. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you into the everlasting kingdom of God. Now where are we heading? Where are we heading? Revelations 4. Remember that kingdom? After the church. I've been teaching you. I go around but I come right back there. And you ought to get it from different angles. Okay? And the next step after these things. What happened? After what? The church age. The Laodicean church. A door was open where? In heaven. See, here we are now. And the devil don't want you to have it. All the devil care about is to stop you from hearing the word. That's all. He don't care about nothing. He wants you to get discouraged and throw your hands up. And don't hear the word of God. And you sit there in church but you don't hear nothing. How many people sit in church and they don't hear a thing? 
but they hear gossip because the devil talking to their mind all the time. I've seen people in my ministry over the years sit there and don't receive a thing from God. And you know they weren't hearing. The body was there, but that's all. The mind was on something else. And unless you break that spirit, you'll never get anything to that person because they're not listening. And when a person believes that, well, my God, I'm right, I'm hearing from God. It's powerful. You've got to be established in what? The present truth. Even the even the newspaper company and the television company knows they won't even stay in a story too, too long. A few days maybe and they move on, if you're lucky. The newspaper. Would you buy the newspaper if every morning for the past month it has the same news? Would you buy it? But at that time, the first time was, oh my. But a few days after, would you go back and buy it again? Okay, because it's not the present truth. But the same thing for the word of God. There's a present truth right now. Verse 13. Yea. I think it means. Peter now said. As long as I am alive. As long as I am in this tabernacle. He didn't die as yet. What he's going to do. As long as a preacher. You know you know, you hear. You hear all these things. Well. You know, we get mixed up, old men and young men, and older part and youth, and what youth gonna do, and the young men, and so on, and the old men, and all of that stuff. Peter didn't think that way. Peter said, as long as I'm in this tabernacle alive, this is what I'm gonna do. You don't stop preaching the word of God, and or anybody vote you in and vote you out. Nobody can vote you in and vote you out. Let's vote out, Pastor. That's a joke. Nobody can vote me in or vote me out. You can leave, but you can't vote me in or vote me out. Can you vote me in, brother, vote me out? Did you appoint me? Did you tell me what to preach this morning? Can you tell me to sit down? Okay. So we settle that, don't we? That's my friend. He's a good man. He's one of the best. You don't find him any better. That's why I let him got married to him. They're my friends. They, they follow me everywhere. I know that. But look at that. Look at it. Everybody look at it. Yay. I think it meat. Right. Meat. As long as I am. Are you following me? In this tabernacle. As long as I'm alive right now. This is what I got to do. Whether you like it or not. To stir up. To stir you up. Do you know what I mean to stir you up? You cooking a, a, bun, a bunch of uh, chili. All the ingredients. Don't you put a big spoon and stir it up? Well, that's what I'm doing. I'm the big old spoon. But get down in your life, in your heart, your mind. And stir you up as long as I'm in this flesh. I'm the spoon that stir you up. You didn't know that. See, that's why you don't know the scripture. You get mad at me. Why is he stirring me up? Why is he stirring up the church? Why is he doing that? Because I'm the pastor appointed by God. Oh my goodness. Yea, I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle, stir you up by putting you in remembrance. Knowing, are you reading? That shortly, look at that. I must put off this tabernacle. In other words, I'll be gone. And then after I go on, put off. Nobody, I can't stir you no more, sir. I got to do it while I have this. Tabernacle. Otherwise, I'll be negligent. I'll die and be a negligent pastor. But when he died, he said, My God, he sure did stir us. He didn't give us a time to, you know, the pieces to stick to one another. Why do you think you stir with the spoon? It's so that the meat lump won't stick to the other one. Otherwise, they form a little group and a little click and they stick. You know, sticky. And when you stick, you burn. Hmm. You break it up. You stir it up. Hmm? You stir it up. Stir it up. Stir up your pure mind. Stir up your faith. 
Otherwise, you stick to the wrong person. And he see you sticking and he put the spoon and separate you and say, come on, you big lump. God. Am I right? Yes. You break it up. Right. The spoon breaks up the lumps. Yes. And we have lumps for I could tell you lumps. And they stick. And they burn. And sometimes they stick, but they don't stick to the truth. Because misery like misery. Knowing that shortly I must put off my tabernacle. Even as our Lord Jesus Christ had showed me. The Lord showed him, said, man, you're going to be dying such and such a way. And he realized he was getting close to the end. What do you think Jesus is doing right now? Huh? What do you think the Lord is doing right now? God does not send his spirit anywhere that he's not working or he's still working or he's going to work. If it will withdraw it. We came here this morning and we felt a good spirit, didn't we? We came here and look at this word that we have. Rebecca, glad to see you came in smiling. Keep that smile. Don't let nobody rob you and take away from you. You called for a purpose. Don't let nobody take your crown. Joni, don't let nobody take your crown. Because you have to stand before Jesus Christ for yourself. And thank God for a pastor that, look at this message. You hear this message like this before? Never. Stir you up. So you won't get stick to some lumpy, lumpy brother or sister. Brother Lump. Sister Lumpy. But you got to break it up. That's why Paul scattered the, the school of Tyrannus. Separate them. The lungs. You read that? Huh. Acts 19. Separate them. They're causing sticking. Problem. When you see that again. Oh, you're my buddy. Come over for a cup of tea. You know, it's... And the dessert is gossip. Okay, come over. For what? Gossip. The, the worst sight... The worst sight you can... The worst sight that you can see is... People gossiping. Knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle. Even as our Lord Jesus Christ had showed me. You know the Lord can show you and will show you sometimes. And Peter wasn't afraid to die. He wasn't afraid to die. The next verse. Moreover. Endeavor. That word is endeavor. Okay. Look at that. Moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able after my decease. That means after his death that he want the church to continue steadfastly. If they were listening to him, otherwise they're gone. You'll endeavor that ye may be able after my death to uh, disease or death. To have these things always. Look at that. Always in remember. I'm here how many years preaching. And people can't even remember the next message. They can't even remember the next message. But they remember all the gossips. You're going to lose your reward. You're going to lose your crown. Because look at what you have to remember. Eh? And he, he didn't say I have to remember what you said to me last week. But I have to remember what the word of God says. Remember. What do you remember? What do you remember? Oh, I remember something this from last year. So where have you been since then? You got to get that stuff out of your mind. To get a good church. A church that's going to be ready for. I would be wasting my time. If I stood here and just preach you. And you left. Never change. You didn't even know you had to change. But that right from the Bible. Do you believe this book? Do you believe this Bible? Would you put your life on this Bible? Where have I been preaching? 
You have to stay in the Bible. And the church needs to get back to the book. We need to stay out of other people living in room and get in the Bible. I get off the phone. The messengers, the text. That's what destroyed this age. Texting. All these equipments. So you can stay here. And you can take somebody way back over. I don't want to call country anywhere. And have a gossip. Before you leave church, you can be gossiping while the preacher is going on. That's what came in the church. And instead of hearing the word of God, we're hearing messengers. Twitter. Facebook. Gossips. Are we not hearing that Jesus is coming back? How long and when last did you hear that Jesus is coming back? And somebody tell you to change because the coming of Christ is close. We don't hear that. Is that all? Much. How many more verses? Ooh, let me go quickly. For we have not followed. Cunning, let's read. Cunningly devised fables. When we made known unto you the power. Notice here. Notice. This is not a, a devised fable. When we made known unto you the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we are eye, we were eyewitnesses. He said, I'm telling you, we saw it. And that's what I'm telling you right now. Amen. That Jesus Christ is coming back soon. And when I say soon, I mean soon. Okay? And the church doesn't know. Okay? Somebody say, Hold oh, the gospel has to be preached around the world. You haven't read your Bibles clearly. You haven't read. Jesus Christ doesn't have to wait for the gospel or whatever to preach to come back for his bride. You can't find a scripture that tells you that. I, I'm not going there right now. Verse 17, for he received from God the Father. No, look, look at it. Revelations 4 and Revelations 5. See, we're right there. What? Remember when he was brought to him that sat on the throne and he received glory and power and so on a kingdom? Daniel 7. I'm right there. For he received from God the Father honor and glory. That you can go to Daniel 7, chapter 7, chapter verse 9, 10, 11, all there. Just read it for yourself. Go back to Revelations chapter 4 and 5. It's there. Then read Revelation 19, him coming on a white horse. And Revelations 21, that establishing new age. It's all in the Bible. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice. See that word? To him from the excellent glory. You know where the excellent glory was? Chapter 4, where um, the, uh, the four elders, I mean the four living creatures, what did they say? Holy Holy, holy, what a church. Lord God Almighty, which was and his and is to come. And when they did give glory, the 24 elders fell down on their faces. And worship him that liveth forever and ever. My, I want to shout. Oh, God, I want to shout. <laughs> what a church. That's what you're getting. That's what you're hearing. That's what making you alive. That's what the devil don't like and he can't stop it. He received from that, uh, we heard from that excellent uh, glory. Oh God. This, what did he hear? This is my beloved son in whom I'm well. Don't you feel like shouting this morning? Don't you feel like shouting and praising? Are you glad you came to church? Let me ask you a question. Are you one of the little pastor who is just a wimp? That's not even a question, but I'm asking you. Would you, would you like a pastor that is negligent? Don't put you in mind and don't warn you for the kingdom? And he just gets up here and talk and make you feel good because he's afraid of you. 
When a pastor is afraid of the congregation, he's dead. It's not a church. If you're afraid of that person, you can never save them. Because they're going to do something wrong and you're going to have to tell them, I don't go along with that. That's wrong. Don't tell them, well, I'm going to go and pray, pray about it. No, wrong is wrong. You don't have to pray about wrong. Just say, brother, that's wrong. Pastor, but you haven't prayed about it. I don't have to pray about it. It's wrong. You get that? It's wrong. For he was, the next, go to the next, for time's sake, 18. And this voice, notice it. Because you, you need to hear and follow the voice because Revelations 4 deals with the voice. Okay, we're tracing the voice. We'll get back there tonight, Wednesday. It's a big lesson. See? It's a big lesson. And this voice which came from heaven, we heard. Did you hear it? You have to individually hear what the Spirit is saying. That's what I'm trying to get your mind so you can hear now. I don't hear what Sister... Um, I don't want to call a name because somebody might be listening to me. But Sister... No name has to tell you. Our brother so-and-so. You have to hear a voice. You have to be in tune with God where you hear a voice. The excellent voice right now in church. You're over here, but you're not just hearing, you're hearing the voice calling you over there. From the glory. Come up higher. Telling you, you should be in the bride of Christ. Come up higher. Get out of that circle you're in. Get away from that carnality you're in. And those are mumbling, mumbling. Come up higher. Get on a higher level. Are you listening now? Come up higher. Lose all of that. Corner, low level part. And come up higher. Brother, they ascended up into heaven. That's what you're doing right now in your, in your way. Right now you're ascending. Hallelujah. My Jesus. You're ascending up in the glory right now. You feel the spirit of God lifting you up until you come up higher. Stephen saw it. He said, I saw the heavens open. They're stoning him. They were stoning Stephen, but Stephen was in heaven. I saw the heavens open. What a way to go. Huh? What a way to go. You draw nigh to God. When you're suffering, turn to the Bible. When things going wrong, turn to the scripture. Holy. Holy. Holy Lord. Let me begin to close. Lord God Almighty. Which was? And his. And it's to come. Have you told yourself one even before, but while I'm preaching, telling yourself that, my God, I'm going to live for this God forever and ever and ever? Have you been telling yourself that? When you hear it, say, my God, I'm grounded. Settled. Nobody can move me from this. Nobody can call my telephone and then before you know it, I've got a funny looking face. God. Nobody can change my countenance. When you take on an evil spirit, even your countenance changes. You don't even look pretty. <laughs> the ug- one of the ugliest person. You're plagued by demons and you won't tell them, get out my back. You got a bitter spirit. You got bitterness inside of you. Huh? An entrance has to be ministered unto you. No, I, I, I didn't. I haven't even begun this message right here. I'm tying all these messages together. You see how I tie revelation? The voice? Because you see, they heard that voice. They heard that voice. And right now, the glassy sea. Remember last night, I, last week I told you the glassy sea? On this side, we're standing right now on this side, but before us is a labor to wash before you get over. There's a labor, Exodus 30, I think it is, to wash. And first king with Solomon. There was a labor built. And it was for wash your feet and your hands. So Jesus put that labor before the disciples and said, unless I wash your feet and wash you, you can't be a part of me. So that labor is there. See, the sea of glass. So right here, this church is supposed to be a sea of glass. When you come, you see yourself. Don't get mad if you see yourself on its surface. How you get mad at the pastor is because it's a sea of glass. When you look in before the mirror, you see you need a shave. Are you going to break the mirror? 
Are you going to break the past because you see when you look that hey, I need to shave and wash my hands and there's dirt in my let me make sure dirt in my fingernails. Got to cut them soon. But do you understand what I'm saying? You stand before the word of God and you see yourself. That's why you come and you wash. You come every time to wash. The washing of water by the word. Wash you. Make you clean. And unless you wash, you're not clean. You know, if somebody just run out of the house, don't brush your teeth, come to here, wash their face, what's going to happen? The same thing spiritually. We come before the Lord without washing. Of the water by the word. And this voice which came from heaven. We heard. When we were with him in the holy mountain. We have also. A more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto he do well. That he take heed. As unto a light that shineth where. Well, Where do you think the dark place is? In your heart. You think it's the world out there? No. It's dark. It's dark. It's in your heart as an individual. God is shining. As unto a light that shineth in a dark place. The light is Christ. For how long? Until the day dawn. Look at that. And the day star. Arise. In your heart. That's powerful. Have you, have you, have you, have you ever been explained to you? How long it's supposed to? Shine right now. The light is supposed to shine in your heart right now. For how long? Until the day dawn. What day? The millennium day. And who's the day star? Jesus Christ. What? Because you, right now what he's saying. Have you ever seen go out early in the morning and see the a day star coming up? Hmm? But but it's still after the day star comes up, it's still dark, and it's still up maybe a few hours before the sun rises up. So what he's saying is that you have a day star. Okay? No. Okay, we were in darkness. Okay? But light comes. Okay, and you've got to uh do well that you take it until as unto a light. That shineth in dark in a dark place. That's your heart. For how long? Until the day dawn. And then the day star arise in your heart. That's eternity dawn in your heart. The day star, Jesus Christ. So what does a church do for you? See, church don't tell you that. But it's to keep you. Because you're going to a dark place. And if you close the Bible, walk away from it now, you're still in darkness. I don't care what you do. Because you have to stay until the day dawn. And the day star arise in your heart. God, what am I preaching? So you'll stay in church until the day dawn. And the day star arise in your heart. That eternity dawns in your heart. This is a this is a long, long road. But the church takes you to the kingdom. Okay? And the kingdom takes you to eternity. Do you know that the millennium is still not eternity? Huh? The other people at the end of the millennium who will die the second day. So you have to be well equipped. You can't slip under. Because you'll surface in the millennium. It's a thousand years. You'll surface at the white throne. Nobody can get by. That's why the church now. Search me, O Lord. See any wicked thing in me. Nobody gets by. And you think nobody can pray for you. Nobody can pray and change the decision. When a tree falls, it stays that way. I hope you enjoy the word of God this morning. I hope you do. Nature. And there's a course that we need to give diligence to. Uh, if you ever go to school, you need to pay attention 
or you won't make it to the next grade. You won't make it to the next level. You won't graduate. Uh, you'll drop out and you'll miss uh, that mark, that opportunity that you would have had if you had just paid attention in class. Giving all diligence. Amen. Add to your faith. So there's a start there. We we uh, were we 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 got into the into the course. Uh, we made it into the class. 